2: Hello and welcome to another episode of The Blitz Package over on Arrowhead Addict and Blog Talk Radio. My name is Travis Steffen. I got Britt Zank and Chris Taylor with me here today. How are you guys doing?
1: Doing good. Happy New Year.
2: Yeah,
0: Happy New Year. Doing just fine.
2: Yeah, good stuff. Um, Sorry we couldn't get to you guys last week. A lot of stuff going on. A lot of holiday stuff going on. Um, But today we're going to talk about the not just the Denver game. Of course we'll definitely touch base on that, but the overall season in general and what what were our expectations going into this season um and you know what what happened? Did they exceed expectations in certain areas or did they come up shy? So starting off with the Denver game, I feel like we have to kind of talk about that first, especially with Mahomes playing. What did you guys expect going in and you know, did he exceed your expectations, fall short? You know, what what were your overall impressions of Patrick Mahomes?
1: I, th- it. I, th- I, th- I thought it was right about what I was expecting. Um, I think in our preview before the game, they you know, we did with everybody on Addict, I had it 300 yards, two touchdowns, two picks. Um, I fully expected them to throw it 40, 50 times because – Why not? That's the whole reason you were playing him was to see what he had. So you're not going to run it 40 times with him. So I I was expecting a lot of passes. I got close on the yards. He had what, 284, I think. Had they not done the retarded Tyler Bray experiment, he would have got 300 yards passing. I don't know what the reason for playing Tyler Bray was, but. And he's got to do something every game that makes you wonder, but, uh, you know, he, he came out, you could tell he was overhyped and way too juiced. A lot of his our first few throws were way too hard or, you know, the interception was 15 yards over the guy's head. And that's just that's just overhyped, you know, trying to fit it in and overthrowing it. And but after that interception, you know, he settled down real good. He uh, made right decisions I mean, I can only think of one bad decision off the top of my head, and that was the kind of Hail Mary jump ball he threw to Harris. But, I mean, even that, I think, was a twenty eighty ball where, I mean, you're throwing it to the tallest, biggest guy on the field. At worst, he's going to knock it down. Maybe you get a pass interference or something. Now, I don't want him doing that all the time, but. I've seen worse in the rest of the game. I, I, I don't know about you guys, but I honestly can't think of one other time where I scratched my head like, man, what were you thinking with that throw? Now I saw a few others where I was like, holy crap, how did you make that throw? But, <laughs> you know, the one with the guy draped on his foot, he guns it without stepping into it. The rollout where he throws it 20 yards to Robinson off his back foot between four defenders, just perfect. I had somebody on Twitter today talking about they thought that was a bad decision. And, you know, man, an NFL player's not going to live with that. And I had, to, I had to tell them, dude, you've been watching Alex Smith too long. I, there's only three or four guys in the league who can make that throw. Should Alex Smith make that throw? Hell no. Because it would not work. But when you have an arm like Mahomes, that's a throw I expect you to make. Now, you're not going to complete it every time. But I'm saying if that exact same situation happens again, I would hope he throws it again and again and again and again because he has the arm that he can shoot it between four defenders. And it's not like, you know, they were draped on him. There were just four people in the way. And he can fit that hole, and he's accurate enough that he's going to throw it where only his guy can catch it. I trust that after watching this game. And like I said, he wasn't perfect, had a couple bad throws, missed a couple, you know that even though we dropped a few, but, you know, a couple of those were bad passes that, you know, good passes, they get caught easily. The touchdowns, I mean, he got us to the five-yard line, what, two or three times. Those could have been rollout passes. They went with run plays, so I'm not too big on that. But overall, I was, I was very impressed. He, he stayed in the pocket, kept his eyes downfield, never looked like the game was too big for him. I mean, look across the way and saw Lynch, and he just looked scared half the game. I mean, shaky knees, shaky feet, just was scared. Mahomes never once looked like the game was too big for him. And then the fact that after going to the bench and hey, your day's done, man, take the rest of the night off, you come back in with two and a half minutes left and just rev that back up and go down and get the game-winning field goal drive. I don't know what more you can ask for. What do you think, Chris? <coughs> Well, we've seen
0: the coming of the anti-Smith, you know. Um, We, we, uh, man, there's so many different directions to take with this. I was pleasantly pleased. I had a smile on my face the whole time. Um, You know, he went up against some uh, pretty good players on that defense. And, and, uh, you know, the mistake is, is I think it was expected I don't think anybody really thought that, you know, I think we all thought he was going to throw an interception, and I think that's kind of probably what you'll get with Mahomes, kind of like you got with the guy they compare him to, Favre. Um, he threw a bunch of interceptions because he wasn't scared to, to try. We saw him make throws that Alex Smith would not. Um, I saw a kid having a lot of fun out there. Um, I think he was learning quite a bit, and I think he learned quite a bit. He, I don't know, it's so, I found myself thinking, you know, if these numbers were Alex Smith's numbers, (laughs) who would be ripping him apart right now? Um, But uh, I don't have anything bad to say. Uh, he, He did everything that I thought i thought he needed to do he looked great he looked like a natural um seemed like uh, he had everybody under his wing um uh, what he did there at the end uh and you hit on it brit that was every single game andy reed has to do something that just doesn't make any sense and that may have ruined tyler bray's career Um uh, He's gone this long without taking a single snap, and his first one was a fumble. And and uh, I don't know what what Andy Reid was doing there. But uh, Mahomes looks like uh, looks like what we thought he would look like. He did great. I think he he commanded the team well. Um, there was uh, he, does he have a lot to learn? Sure, sure he does. But I am extremely comfortable with that man being the leader of the Kansas City Chiefs in 2018?
2: Yeah, I got to say, I was very, very pleased. Uh, You know, before the game, I I told people, I was like, you know, expect there's going to be some mistakes. He's going to see what he can and cannot get away with. Um, And, you know, there's going to be some of those, you know, rookie jitters. And I think that's a little bit of what happened with the interception, with the first couple incompletions, stuff like that. But, Overall I think he did a really good job and I think that I think what impressed me the most wasn't the you know, some of the amazing throws that he made and weird angles across his body, all that kind of stuff that we knew he could make. The thing that impressed me was he was able to tone it down and do what every other quarterback can do. We we already know that he can, you know, make plays that very select few quarterbacks can make but can he make the plays that just about any quarterback can make the um you know the simple reads not throwing it deep every time and you know winning in the short game and i thought he did a really good job of that um i still think that you know i think we only saw one snap from under center and you know he still looked kind of awkward and that's something that you know he can work on in the off season for sure um you know especially with some of the packages the chiefs like to run out of uh, with it quarterback under center, but overall, I think he had a really good game. I think that, um, you know, he got ripped on a couple, you know, could have been touchdowns. I think that, um, you know, the one with Robinson on the goal line, the one that hit him in the hip, it could have been a little higher. I still think Robinson probably should have had it, but there was also another one that uh, went a little bit over Robinson, but I still think that he could have definitely got his hands on it if he would have, you Know, gone up for it, but overall, I think that I'm, I'm very satisfied. Um, there wasn't anything that you know made me want to throw my phone like when I'm watching Alex Smith some days, but I think that you know, give him an off season now, and now with tape, he's gotten the first game out of the way, and there's still going to be jitters next season. But I got a question for you guys, so. We have a new writer over on Arrowhead Addict, (laughs) and I'm sure you went and checked this out, Britt. You've had your conversations, I'm sure. We have a new writer who's in London, and he wrote about why Alex Smith will start next year. What are your guys' thoughts on that, and is that even a close probability?
0: No. (laughs) (laughs) No. That's a serious no, guys. I mean, no and no. Um if anything, if anything, the cap issue, it takes care of this scenario um, to me. Uh, yes. It would it be grand. I was listening. To, uh, I was listening to the 610 this morning. It, it, would, it, would it be grand to have Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes as a backup quarterback? I guess so. But under these circumstances, I agree with Britt. If Alex Smith is the starting quarterback next year, the Chiefs are saying that they made a mistake. Um, Patrick Mahomes is going to learn how to stand on the sideline. I, I fully believe that this kid needs to go out there, and he needs to play. Uh, what this did, Denver, Denver didn't have their starters on defense, I don't believe, the whole game. Um, I've seen some names that I didn't really recognize throughout. You guys correct me if I'm wrong. But, uh, but for a majority, uh, he was playing against, uh, some, some, some pretty good defensive players and with, uh, with our second string guys and third string guys and, and, uh, no running game, you know, when DeAnthony went down and, and, uh, then Akeem Hunt went out early, which looked like an ankle, uh, it, there was no running game. Anthony Sherman, what, you know, uh, I think what that did—he made Albert Wilson look fantastic. If that's not a resume, <laughs> I don't know what is. And 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 that's not a knock on Albert Wilson, but Alex Smith has not been able to make Albert Wilson look fantastic. Patrick Mahomes made Albert Wilson look fantastic, and uh, and I think this gives the Chiefs an opportunity in the off-season to. To maybe put some people around uh, Patrick Mahomes that uh, that are that will benefit his style of play. Um, I I see zero chance that uh, Alex Smith is back. And and to save argument with people, it's it's cap space. We can do a lot without Alex Smith on the team. We can do very little with Alex Smith on the team. And if we do keep him, that means if we want to. If we want the team to look any different uh, next season, then that means we're going to have to we're going to have to drop somebody else, and that's probably not going to be a very popular move either. I don't know. What do you think, Britt? I know what you think, but go ahead <laughs> and
1: tell everybody. Well, I mean, before this game, that was a very hard no, and now after the game, when he looked, I mean, at worst, like a very viable starting NFL quarterback. Sure. The answer is for sure no. And I've heard it all day and all day yesterday. I don't give a crap if he wins the Super Bowl. I I don't care. I don't care if he goes 150 for 150 for 1,000 yards and 20 touchdowns the next three games. No. (laughs) He's not coming back. (laughs) There is absolutely no scenario outside of Patrick Mahomes getting in a car wreck that he comes back. Because... And it's the cap, but it's the cap because he's going to be the backup. You cannot sit Patrick Mahomes next season. You just can't. Yeah, I've said it, and Chris, you alluded to it. If you're sitting Patrick Mahomes next year, you're admitting he sucks because nobody can name me one starting quarterback in the NFL that's been really, really good that took two years because they weren't ready. Aaron Rodgers didn't sit for three years because he wasn't ready. He sat because he was behind Brett freaking Favre. Tom Brady didn't sit because he wasn't ready. Tom Brady sat because he was a sixth-round quarterback nobody ever heard of. Oh, and he sat behind a guy who averaged 5,000 yards passing a season, Andrew Bledsoe, who had been to a Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes is behind Alex Smith, who, yes, has had a tremendous year. has had a great year. Outs was better than anybody thought. One season does not a career make. And I hope to God he goes out and wins a Super Bowl. A, because I really want to win a Super Bowl. And B, that's just better draft stock. Now, instead of getting a second rounder or whatever we're going to get out, man, maybe we can get another one more round up. Because I'm not paying. 17 million dollars to have a backup quarterback there's nobody in the league that pays 17 million dollars for a backup so i'm trading him if i can if for some reason nobody offers me a trade which somebody will give you something i mean i don't know if he's worth a first rounder or two seconds people dream of because like i said teams aren't going to trade you because he had one good year He's Alex Smith. He's been here for 13 years. He's an old stopgap guy. If you got a rookie, you're not trading the farm. So I doubt we're going to get much, but I think we'll get something. However, if for some reason, nobody's offering us a trade, then you cut him. You do not keep him on the roster. And there's just no way. I'm sorry, Jeff Schwartz. I'm sorry, everybody else on Twitter. There's no way it's impossible because if you do, you're having to replace a nose tackle, probably two outside linebackers, a middle linebacker. You're going to need a corner. You're replacing a punter, and that's just what we know off the top of our heads without worrying about probably one or two linemen, uh, a back, you know, another quarterback if you've got to go get one, another wide receiver, and you only have four draft picks and. Without cutting Smith, you're looking at 10 to 15 million in cap space to fill every single one of those holes. You can't do it. If you want any hope of being good next year, you can't have Smith on the team. Have you
0: noticed, Travis, that uh, that Britt cannot say Alex Smith like me and you say Alex Smith. <laughs> <laughs> he says Alex
2: Smith. <laughs> the anger in his voice when he speaks <laughs> yeah. about smith
0: it doesn't it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what happened in the game it doesn't matter why we're talking about him he has
1: never i've never heard him say alex smith
0: <laughs> he's never said it right and if and he
1: the gets us a party... first round pick in a trade i will say alex smith
2: <laughs> <laughs> ah, there you go right there so, I I completely agree with you guys that, you know, everything about the cap, um, you know, especially with Mahomes, everything we trade to move up for him, all that kind of stuff. I agree 100% that Alex Smith should not be on this team next year. What's crazy to me is, you know, speaking about how Britt talks about Alex Smith and how he's like Blake Bortles last year or something – we're talking about a guy who just threw for four thousand yards in fifteen games. Who threw twenty-six or twenty-six touchdowns, five interceptions. Uh, who had one of the you know most efficient deep balls in the NFL this year. You know he had twelve touchdowns on throws that were twenty-plus yards and only one interception. You know he had one hundred and thirty-one point four rating when throwing deep. You know it, it, it's a complete turnaround from last year, especially and we're we're t- it makes it sound like we're talking about a guy who just had Alex Smith's season before um you know what were your guys' expectations for Alex Smith this year because i i know i remember getting a lot of tweets about you know fans thinking that he was going to be like Drew Brees or something this year and i didn't i honestly didn't think he was going to even reach 4000 yards i thought that he'd be a little bit shy i thought that maybe like 3800 um, but has he exceeded your guys' expectations for this year? And he, w- I guess what were your expectations? He
1: exceeded mine in terms of turnovers. I, I honestly expected him to have his best season ever because of Mahomes breathing down his neck. Now, I can't stand that because if you can play better with somebody breathing down your neck, play f- better just because you can play better. But... I fully expected him to throw for more passing yards than he ever had and throw for more TDs because I expected him to take more chances because, well, he had to to keep his job. Now, I didn't think 4,000. I was I was kind of like you, 3,500 to 3,800 was what I figured. Touchdowns, he was right about where I figured. Now, I thought he would be taking more chances, thus he'd have more interceptions. I was thinking 10. 25 and 10, 28 and 10 or something was what I was expecting obviously he kept the interceptions down while increasing his deep ball and everything. So I, he, he exceeded my expectations in terms of how he did it. But like I said, stat wise, it was about what I expected, but I mean, definitely nobody expected him to throw the deep ball as much as he does. And as accurately as he has all game or all season. And like I said, he, I mean, by far had the best season of his career.
0: Oh, contrary Brit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I I've mentioned this article before. It was my very first article with Arrowhead Addict pushing Alex Smith to greatness. Uh, and yes, I use the term very extremely loosely. It I felt like we would see the best Alex Smith Alex Smith has ever seen. Um I don't believe that I went through and and dissected the numbers and what type of you know touchdowns to interceptions or anything like that but i really did feel like we were going to see a different alex smith i know that alex smith can throw the deep ball we all do we all know that it wasn't that he couldn't it was that he chose not to um so he didn't he did exactly what i thought he was going to do um and I've always, I've always been appreciative of what he's done. But, uh, but he hasn't ever done enough. Um, and after so long of having a quarterback or a running back or a safety, it doesn't matter, of not doing enough, you have to cut your ties. You have to start making plans for the future. And that's what the Chiefs have done. If Alex Smith was better, they wouldn't have drafted Patrick Mahomes, would they? I mean, honestly, I, would would you would you trade away your first round pick if if Alex Smith was putting up these great numbers uh, the previous four years? I don't know that you would. Um, there wouldn't be no need to, right? I mean, I, Smith still has still has years under his belt. I, I would say, of course, because. I mean, if he can do that now, he can do that again next year um it I think alex smith has has done well, and i agree I agree with Britt a little bit. Its a shame, but we are all guilty of it. If somebody's breathing down our neck, we put forth more effort and and it's and that's just human nature i i I agree that some some men are better than others uh but uh you know, if somebody comes to my place of of, <clears throat> of work and uh, I feel threatened, um, I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna work a little bit harder. I'm trying going to try to go above and beyond. And I think we're all guilty of not going above and beyond. I think he went above and beyond what he's done the previous you know previous time in Kansas City, and uh, and and this whole season was not was a job interview for him. And uh, I don't. I don't see how anybody would think that I don't see us getting a second round pick for Alex Smith. Um, maybe a third, but if we get a third, we're not getting anything else. Um, that's just, you know, that's my opinion, but, uh, you know, if, if all we get is a fifth, I'll, I'll take it because that's what the chiefs need to do. Um, I hope that he continues to, I hope he goes to the NFC and he continues to do well, and if he has to play against us, I hope that he gets a nice warm welcome home, but uh,
2: he he did what I thought he was going to do. So before we move on from the, you know, quarterback situation, if you had to pick one team that you think that Alex Smith could be traded to you, who do you think he would go to?
1: Hmm. Well, the Browns are out because no way Dorsey's trading with the Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> I, now, if, if if nobody else traded him and we had to release him, I think his first phone call would be John Dorsey and the Browns, but there's no way Dorsey's trading with the team that fired him for no reason. <sighs> the Jags, it just all boils down to do they believe what Bortles did this year was real or not? I mean, if he takes him to the AFC Championship game and he looks good, I mean, he's had... That gives him two pretty good seasons and a couple of really really bad ones. So I guess it just depends on what they're doing. The Jets, I mean, their their quarterback had a pretty good season, but I don't know what his contract looks like long term. I would assume probably the Jets, either the Jets or the Cardinals, would be my two teams I would look at. I would uh, hope the Cardinals just to get him out of the AFC, but
0: um, I would lean. Uh, depending on what the Redskins do with Cousins, uh, either Washington or Arizona, one of those two teams probably.
1: Yeah, I like Washington. That's good. I hadn't even thought about them yet because no way Cousins is going back there.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't see Washington really taking on uh, Alex Smith. Um, you know, before before this season, I would have said that easily Jacksonville um you know when Blake Bortles was still falling on his face um I don't really keep up with that team is there any chance that he goes to Denver not in a trade there's no way we I mean I mean Denver wants to give us
1: two first round picks or something I'm sure you know sure but otherwise I I don't see any way we deal them in the division unless they just blow you out of the water
0: yeah, John Elway doesn't make good decisions at quarterback. I don't see that happening.
1: Now, free agency free again agency, that I could be a completely different thing. That could I think Denver and Cleveland actually would be his biggest competition for him right there.
2: Yeah, I think I think if he hits the free agency, I think he will go to Denver just because John Elway likes to build through free agency. He he hasn't done very well through the draft, but he's brought in a lot of guys through free agency. So. I think if he hits there, he'll probably go to Denver. If not, I guess Jacksonville or probably Arizona. I, I you guys,
0: know. you you two don't think Cousins will go to Denver?
2: I almost I don't see it in, want to pay in that the crystal
0: money. ball.
1: No, I don't know what don't... kind of money Cousins is gonna. I mean, I mean, he's gonna be getting a lot of money, but I mean, he's not getting top five money anymore. Not with the year he's had this year and. I, mean,
0: I honestly don't know their cap space either. I don't know their cap situation either, so they may not even be able to afford him.
1: Yeah, that's true. But I could see, I mean, obviously, they, I, I assumed he was going to the Niners, but since Garoppolo's
2: look amazing, <laughs> that obviously isn't happening. So moving on, moving on from the quarterbacks, we're going to go on to Kareem Hunt. Uh, you know, after the one carry against the Broncos, he took over the leading rushing yards in the nfl with 1327 yards uh eight touchdowns 4.9 average and then also had 53 catches for 455 yards and three touchdowns what did you expect going into the season and i mean obviously for me i thought he was going to probably break a thousand yards i didn't quite see 1300 yards um But then again, I thought that, you know, Ware was going to be backing him up as well. So what were you guys' expectations on him?
1: He far exceeded mine. I mean, I I thought he was going to be good. I mean, you guys remember me arguing with uh, our editor, Matt Connor on Slack before the season. You know, I was not happy Ware got hurt, but I was happy that Hunt was going to get the chance he needed because Hunt should have been number one from the get-go. Now, I didn't expect him to lead the league in rushing, and – God, just think of how many yards he'd have gotten if, you know, they'd have given him the ball more than seven times a game there for four or five-game stretch. But, of course, that also shows you how down the league is in terms of running game because 1,300 yards. I mean, Larry Johnson didn't win a rushing title when he was getting 1,600 yards in the season. <laughs> so, but I, I I was worried that they were going to get try to get him the – the record or the to have it and i didn't like giving him a carry but thank god he got it and one carry got a touchdown and they could take his helmet and say good game
0: (laughs) uh yeah he exceeded he exceeded all my expectations i thought he was going to be decent um i i didn't know that he was going to be the next great running back for the kansas city chiefs and that i i mean if anybody doubts doubts that. Uh, the kid is amazing to me. I, I I love the way he runs. I like his attitude. Um, I, I I love the style. I think, uh, I think bigger and better things are in his future. I think he's going to be an excellent and amazing compliment to Patrick Mahomes next season and seasons to come. I think that what the Chiefs have done... They have done a very good job, thank you, Dorsey, at building this team for the next four or five years. There are absolutely holes that are going to have to be filled, but uh, you look at it, uh, we've got a four-headed monster next season, and and that's something that Kansas City hasn't had in a very long time.
2: Yeah, I, I completely agree with Pretty much everything you guys just said, I think that you know, this team has definitely got some holes, it's got a lot of contracts, it's gotta work around this off season, but you know, you got a lot of playmakers that have developed, you got a lot of guys that have come in and taken over roles and there not really been any um kind of layover. Um, but you also got a guy like Tyreek Hill who before the season was nothing but a gadget player. Everyone wanted to put that uh, that label on him that he was never going to live up to a number one receiver status. And we we go back and look at it, and in 15 games, he has 1,183 yards and seven touchdowns. So, you know, I, I, I don't know if... Um, you guys have heard anyone still giving him that label, and obviously, if they are, they aren't watching any Chiefs games. But I think that Tyreek Hill fit right where I expected. Um, I, I I didn't expect him to, you know, lead the league in receiving. I didn't expect Kareem Hunt to lead in rushing. But I think that we got exactly what I thought we would. Uh, I think he was seventh in. Yards overall, um, led the league on you know passes of twenty plus yards. Percentage wise, uh, he had thirteen for six hundred twenty eight and six touchdowns. And what I think the most interesting thing is, out of out of the seven touchdowns that Tyreek Hill had over the season, six of those came on passes twenty plus yards. You know, we we, we speak about Alex Smith not really wanting to throw that deep ball. And here we are looking at Kareem Hunt, or not Kareem Hunt, sorry, Tyreek Hill. And six of his seven touchdowns came from deep passes.
1: Yeah, I mean, Tyreek Hill, honestly, he did what I expected this year. Um, But at the end of last year... I could tell he was a wide receiver, and when we cut Macklin, everybody was freaking out. We didn't have number one. I'm like, oh, we got Tyreek Hill. He's the fastest player in the NFL, and he runs good routes. You know, it wasn't like he was just a straight fly guy. Now, he runs a fly pattern better than because you can't keep up with him, but he makes hard catches on the sidelines. I mean, that touchdown catch that they didn't give him, that was oh. amazing. Oh, yeah. I mean, to just slam that second toe down, that was amazing. And it it doesn't surprise me at all. And I think I don't think anybody still calls him a gadget player. I still see people like Seth Kaiser and stuff, you know, tweeting that he's not a gadget player. And does this look like Austin? You know, Austin, and all this stuff. And I'm like, dude nobody thinks that anymore? I, I'm pr- if you do, you don't. You just don't watch football. <laughs> Period. I
2: mean, are you, are you that's talking the only about you the? Get around it, but... Are you talking about the touchdown that they took away from him against Miami? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, we we, I was at that game and you know everyone around me when it came on the screen and they were reviewing the play. We were like, oh yeah, that, that's getting overturned, and when they didn't overturn it, I mean the crowd went nuts. I don't know if you guys could hear it on the TV, but it went nuts. it it was, and there there was a girl on Twitter that was in that that corner of the end zone and she filmed it and had a really good angle on it, and you could yeah. see. Both toes get down. Yeah. I mean, the the angles they had
1: not in, on the replay, I can understand why they didn't overturn it because you couldn't see his first foot. Now, they missed it, obviously. You could see that girl's footage, and then I think it was the All-22. Seth Kaiser or somebody put out on the All-22. You could clearly see it from that angle, too, that he did get it down. But the replays that the refs had at the time, if they'd have called it a touchdown, it would have stayed a touchdown. It was one of those you just couldn't see the foot for sure. So I I understand why they didn't overturn it. Now they missed it live, obviously, because it should have been a touchdown, but just the fact that it was even that close (laughs) is amazing. Well, I tell you, the one thing the NFL needs to
0: do, man, these jack wagons need to figure out what a catch is and what a catch isn't. Uh, It's – It's one game to the next, depending on what crew you, you got, you know, uh, I don't, I, they must be calling when they, when they get, when they put that headset on, there must be at least 50 different people that they have a chance to talk to because whoever they're talking to isn't consistent either. It's, it's gotten, it's a really, really negative part of the game. You never, you just never know. Um, you know, if you catch the ball and you cross the end zone and you fall down and you lose the ball, it's an incomplete pass. Since when? I don't understand that. Used to, you could just reach your hand over the goal line and that's a touchdown. But if you drop it two seconds later, it's not. Uh, they need to fix that. Uh, and and it, it takes away <clears throat> a lot of the flair. There's a lot of really awesome catches in the end zone that have been it have been called incomplete because nobody knows, nobody knows what a catch is anymore. And, and, uh, it's kind of an important thing to figure out. Uh, Tyreek Hill. Yeah, he, there's, there's no question. He's a number one and he's, he's going to put up those numbers. Uh, he's going to get better and better. And, and, you know, if Alex Smith can, uh, can give him six, six out of seven touchdowns over 20 yards. Then Patrick Mahomes can give him six out of seven touchdowns over 30. You know, I mean, that's, that's really what it's going to boil down to. Uh, I, Tyreek Hill is, is a true number one. He's got all the talent in the world. He's, he's, uh, he brings something that, um, you know, no other team can bring right now, at least at the moment. And I don't think there's anybody in that's going to be coming through the draft. That's going to match him on speed. You know, John Ross, everybody thought he was fast, but his talent isn't there. He has, he, he has nowhere near the talent that Tyreek Hill does. Um, he can run fast, but I think if you put pads on John Ross, I think Tyreek Hill beating, um, it, you, you, get, you put a guy that can throw 80 yards in the air and you, 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 th- have him thrown to a guy that nobody can catch. Uh, yeah, he's he's going to be unstoppable, especially if uh, you know if Conley's back and and he, and and he becomes bigger in, in in the scheme of things. If Albert Wilson, who looks like looks like him and Mahomes have have this thing going, uh, man, they're going to be dangerous next season for sure.
2: Well, and I think um, a lot of people. You know, I've touched base on this a few times, but with Tyreek Hill, a lot of people don't realize that, you know, before coming to the Chiefs, yeah, he played a little bit of receiver in college, but he was mostly a running back. Oh, and yeah. so his first real year as a receiver was last year, and it was very limited. And so just, just the leap in bounds that he has gone from, you know, primarily a running back. To a special teams guy, and then thrown in all of a sudden to play, you know, a couple downs as a gadget player here and there, all over the place in the offense last year, and then come in this year and just absolutely dominate, you know, have over a thousand yards, seven touchdowns, you know, seventh in yards overall. I mean, it's it's absolutely insane to me. Um, I, I I think that that really speaks volumes to how quickly he can learn and adapt. And I, I definitely think he has a very bright future in the NFL. Oh, yeah. Um, I think – I'm trying to think of the exact stat, but I saw one of those, you know, pro football focus tweets, and it was, it was basically best quarterback rating when throwing to a receiver, and the best combo was Alex Smith to Tyreek Hill. So the best rating – um, over a whole season when a quarterback is thrown to a specific receiver and Alex Smith and Tyreek Hill had the best.
1: Pretty yeah, impressive. That, I mean, yeah, and I mean that just shows you how, how good Hill is at getting open. I mean, yeah, he had a lot of catches on the screen passes and stuff, but Hill gets wide open. And, I mean, we all know Alex, you know, he's going to, Play it safe if he can for the most part. And man, Hill was always wide open. Now he can go up and get it with guys. He's done that too, but most of the time, you know, on his deep balls, he was 10 yards by the nearest defender. On his slants and ends and out and his hitches, well, I mean, half his hitches, he was 10 yards open because the guys were already turned around sprinting downfield and he just stops and wide open. And that's what makes him such a great receiver. Is this the fact he he doesn't get NFL open? He gets college open while <laughs> in the NFL, <laughs> and that's insane that anybody can. I mean, only a handful of guys in the league can get college open while playing in the NFL. And and Hill's one of those guys, and you know, to Smith's credit, Smith you know found him found him lots of times, and he he utilized him as a number one receiver. I, I was worried that, you know, Hill, or, uh, Smith may get without Macklin there. He may just fall in love with Kelsey and force it to him a thousand times like we used to do with Tony Gonzalez back in the day. But, man, Smith and Hill got on it early, and they, they were a great tandem all year long.
2: So, okay, so, you know, obviously Travis Kelsey had another 1,000-yard year. That's two in a row. Just shy of last year, but also he played a game less uh, after sitting out against Denver. Um, I think I think the most crazy thing that speaks volumes to this offense. You know, you have a quarterback going over four thousand yards. You have two uh, receivers, wide receiver Tyree Kill and tight end Travis Kelsey, going over a thousand yards. You got Kareem Hunt, who's got over thirteen hundred rushing yards. On top of that. And Karima had the 455 receiving. On top of that, you have Albert Wilson, who played 13 games and had over 500 yards. So, you know, if if this was like last year where, you know, Travis Kelsey was the only one that got over 1,000, uh, the next closest receiver I think was Jeremy Macklin, who had like 500-something. No, this is your, you know, third highest receiving weapon, I guess. Getting 554 on top of the run game, I mean, I think that really speaks volumes for how well this offense has done this year. Even even after that uh, kind of struggle that they had for a few games, the fact that you're looking at these numbers and they're as high as they are. And I think that, you know, putting Albert Wilson in there and a guy that most people wanted to cut before the season, including me. I did not want Albert Wilson on this team. I did not like him at all. But I think we've seen a huge step up this year. And I think that they definitely should find a way. I think that his contract's up after this season. I think they should find a way to, you know, negotiate some kind of extension there.
1: Uh, Man, I agree. And, I, I shoot, I was king of the Albert Wilson hater club and, Man, he completely turned me around. I'm ready to re-sign him. I think you put him and Hill, put Wilson in the slot, and Hill outside with Robinson on the other side, and Kelsey, or Conley even, when he comes back on the other side, and Kelsey in the middle. I mean, that's just lethal. And the only thing that bugs me about Wilson still is he has a tendency to try to do too much, and there's been at least a handful of times I can think of where he's a yard away from the first down, and, He runs backwards two yards and sideways to try to make a huge play and gets tackled and doesn't get the first down. You're like, just go forward for one more yard. But that's a guy trying to make a play, so I'm never going to hate on that. He's been great all year long. I mean, he's been the dependable – he's been Jeremy Macklin. He's been the dependable veteran guy – no, he's never going to go over 100 yards again probably because he won't be the only number one receiver very often. But lock him in for four catches, 55 yards, and probably three first downs because he's that dependable. He's the one that on first down you need six tough yards. A man find Wilson over the middle. He's going to be there and you'll hit him. I, I sure hope we bring him back. I mean, I don't know what we'll be competing with because, like I said, he's not some star that – it should be looking for big money, so hopefully we take some of that Alex Smith money. We'll have plenty of and re-sign him.
0: Yeah, I hope so, and and I'm with you guys. I I feel like I owe Wilson an apology for the things I talked about uh, before the season started. Um, yeah, he sure he surprised me too. Uh, I I've actually kind of become a fan of his as the season progressed um seems like every game he he just kind of impresses me every time he catches a ball every time he gets that first down every time he makes a play i'm like hmm you know uh i think they'll bring him back i think he wants to stay with this group i think i think the team i think the guys on the team really really like him uh he seems to be involved in every little goofy thing that they do or or any any type of uh Charity work that they do, you always see Albert Wilson around, and and so I, I think he likes Kansas City. I think I think he wants to stay, and and uh, you know after this season, I, I I don't see I don't see us letting him go. Um, you know I I do disagree with Britt. I think we will see him get a hundred yards. I think you're getting ready to see everybody's numbers get better, scary better. Um, this team. Kansas City is going to be better next season, barring any worse injury than what you know. What we've seen this season with Eric Berry, uh, you know, we'll have him back. I think the defense will be uh, be better. Um, but Mahomes, he's going to make these guys better. He's going to give these guys an opportunity to shine. I see Mahomes balling out next season. I'm not saying he's not going to lose games because he will, and he's going to make his mistakes. And that's something that people are going to have to get used to. You know that he's going to throw more than five interceptions. That's that's it's coming because he makes those throws. He's he takes those chances. But you could see, you could see multiple receivers with over five hundred yards, and including Hill and Kelsey with over a thousand next season. I think easily. Um, I'm super excited for what this what this team can do next season. Uh, but Albert Wilson, um, he is, to me, he's the most surprising player on the team this year.
2: So before we go, I got, I got a couple questions. Guys that just came in this year or got extensions, you know, what what you thought of their year and then I'll kind of give you where they ranked according to Pro Football Focus. Um, I want to start off with LDT. Uh, a lot of people were not Happy when he got his extension in the offseason, especially since it became before Eric Berry. Um, but in when it when it comes to pass block efficiency, where do you think he ranks among the rest of the guards?
1: Uh, I'd assume he's uh, in the I mean in the top top half for sure. I don't know if he's top ten, but he's in the top half for sure. I mean I've I've been Perfectly fine with lbt this year
2: I'd say top ten Chris is right he ranks Woo! seventh among guards in pass block efficiency nice i have I've been very satisfied with ltt I think that he has you know made a huge step up each year you know he was complete dog crap when he came into the league and I feel like he's made just a huge jump each year and you know he was out for a few games and you know came back and I think that He's still playing really good football. He's actually probably one of the best, you know, guys on that line. Um next up is Benny Logan, uh, you know, looking for a nose tackle for the run stop. So in a chart where you're you're grading off of your run stop percentage, how many, you know, stuffs they had, kind of that kind of stuff, where do you think Benny Logan ranks among nose tackles?
1: I think he had a good year. I think I remember somewhere, at some point, he was top five or something in the league. It, um, people blamed him and said he wasn't doing good, but I'm going to say top ten.
2: Uh, top 15. He is also ranked seventh at his position. Four runs. Which is what they brought him in for. A lot of people, uh, I think why he gets a lot of criticism is that a lot of people are wanting him to be... More of a pass rusher as well. When we knew coming in that he was mainly here for the run stop, um, which is a huge upgrade over Poe. When you talk about against the run, who is thirty sixth in that same statistic this year for the Falcons. Um, I think last but not least, coming back from injury, Justin Houston. Where do you think he he lands against the run?
1: Oh, it's a top. Top two or three.
2: Yeah, I agree. Top three. He's actually fourth. Oh, really? Off by one. Off by one. Against the pass, he is actually 12th. Not terrible. Well, when
1: you're playing corner... I mean, that's pretty good for a corner, though. (laughs) (laughs) Considering he played cornerback most of the year, but...
2: Yeah, he had... Let's see. He was... On the field for 537 snaps, passing snaps. And he rushed 414 of those times. 10 sacks. Which, before we go, and I promise this is the last question. I get I get the money situation. And I, I, I get that a lot of people are not happy with the amount of money that he got in that contract. Some of us in this room. My question is... We 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 have people talking about D Ford and the i guess excuse or the defense for D Ford is how are you going to say that you know he's not a good outside linebacker that we should dump him when he just had 10 sacks last year yet we have those same people talking down about Justin Houston who also has 10 sacks but can also play against the run
1: I mean, yeah, D, D- Ford's garbage because okay, he had ten sacks in like eight games one year, and then the rest of the season you never heard his name again. And he can't. I mean, he's a huge liability in the run. I mean, just a just a hole. Justin Houston's one of the best run stopping outside linebackers in in, a, in the league. So even if he's not getting to the quarterback, which yeah, I'm one of those guys. If I'm paying you twenty million, I expect you to have fifteen sacks a season. I'm paying you to get sacks. That's that's why you make twenty million. But they put him in coverage way too often this season. And so the sack numbers, eh, you know, and he didn't have Tom on the other side, he had D Ford, who nobody's scared of. So well, he didn't in even a bad have year, Ford for most of the season. Yeah, he had Zombo or somebody. So in a in a if if his down year is ten sacks, but still being top four and run defense, I, I'll take that. I, I'm, I'm not going to complain on Houston for that.
0: Well, golly, guys, how fickle do you have to be to, to be <laughs> upset about Justin Houston? Oh, um, I agree with what Britt said, and and these people need shame on these people if they even mention D Ford in the same sentence, but. <laughs> uh I mean, you know, Justin Houston, um, Britt made a lot of good points, but listen, if the for much of the year, our secondary did not cover very well. Um, and I don't think there's much of an argument there. If the receivers are open, I don't care how quickly Houston's getting to the quarterback. The ball's probably gone, um, and that's something that comes with the addition of Barry or, you know, no Philip Gaines. Um, but if if we had a secondary that was worth a damn for part of the season, I I'm pretty sure that Houston would have got some more. You know, you know that's that was kind of that's kind of the deal. That's that is football. If, if there's nobody to throw to, you're going to get sacked more. Um, if all your receivers are covered, you're going to get sacked more because you're not releasing the ball quickly because there's nobody to release the ball to. Uh, it is a team game. Um, every player's success has something to do with the people around him. Every single one, offense, defense, special teams, it has something to do with the people you have around you. And for much of this season, the people that were around Justin Houston, I'm not saying that they aren't good football players, but they were not playing good football. That is, again, I don't think that's an argument I would get from most people who watched the Chiefs this season. Um, If... The Chiefs' defense decides to play good defense next season, or at least get back to the bend but don't break. Uh, I think you'll see Houston sack numbers go up. I almost, I would guarantee it because that is football. That's how it works. If uh, in in order to get to the quarterback, you have to play defense, and we didn't do that.
2: To me, it's simple yeah i I completely agree i think that I just think that it's ridiculous to you know basically put like i like I said I get the money but to put d Ford you know defending him with those ten sacks and then Houston has ten sacks and he's extremely good against the run and talking down on him it just doesn't make sense to me but that's all we got for you guys today. Um, On your Friday episode, we will be talking about the playoffs coming up, what we expect as the Titans come to town on Saturday afternoon. So be on the lookout for that on Friday. Make sure you find us on Twitter, Facebook, wherever you guys are finding this. Make sure you guys let us know what you guys want to hear about, and we will talk to you guys next time. Go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Blitz Package over on Arrowhead Addict and Blog Talk Radio. If you want to hear more, make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to see the content that your hosts put out there, you can find myself at Stefan or you can find my content on Arrowhead Addict, just search for Travis Stefan. If you want to hear more from Britt Zank, then you can find him at BZank17 on Twitter, and he also is an Arrowhead Addict contributor. If you want to find more on Chris Taylor, make sure you find him on Twitter at ctaylor1911 or you can find his stuff over at kckingdom.com. Thanks again for listening and we will talk to you guys next time.